Welcome to EM Guidewire, brought to you by the emergency medicine residents and faculty at Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Core Concepts of Emergency Medicine. Welcome to this week's Core Concepts, brought to you by the EM Guidewire team from the Carolina's Medical Center EM Group. Today we have Drs. Lupez, Drs. Kitchen, and myself, Dr. Rodersheimer. You know, sometimes things go right, sometimes things go wrong, sometimes problems come up. We're talking about kinks in the Guidewire. Let's get kinky. Dr. Lupez, my heart is broken. I think it's going to need an assist device. Do you need an Elvadru? I do. Ooh. Today's topic is LVADs. L-V-A-D. Let's do it. Today, we're going to talk about a little, you know, something a little more relevant. We're going to talk about LVADs and their complications in the emergency department. Dr. Lupez is going to lead us in a discussion. So, Dr. Lupez, what is an LVAD? What, who, what kind of patients will have an LVAD device and what do we need to worry about? Yeah, so thanks, Kyle. You know, LVAD patients are ones that really scare me, and that's why I think it's a great core concept to talk about here on EM Guidewire. So LVADs are left ventricular assist devices. Essentially, they're made for those with left heart failure, and they're made as either a destination therapy, which means a therapy that they're going to use until they die, or as a bridge in order to get a definitive heart transplant. And so about 20,000 of these have been implanted up to date all across the U.S. So the chances that you may see an LVAD patient on your nest shift is pretty high. So, Katie, I remember the first time I ever saw an LVAD patient, I was staring at this pump coming out of someone, and I just froze because I had no idea what I was looking at. What do I do when I see these? Yeah, and that's how most of us feel. So I did come up with a little mnemonic with the help of Dr. Nost and... Essentially, what we want you to remember is when you see an LVAD, all you have to think about is LVAD. And each of these letters are going to stand for something for us to see and address in our LVAD patients. So L is going to be for look and listen. V is going to be for ventricles. A for anticoagulation. And D for driveline. Okay, let's break that down. Start with L. What am I looking and listening for? So just like you said, you're grabbing that remote control on that pump and there's gonna be a lot of things you don't understand. But some things you might understand are error codes. Sometimes they're gonna be an error message like replace power, then all you have to do is replace the power. Maybe there'll be an error message like replace controller, and all you'd have to do is replace the controller. So the actual LVAD itself is gonna give you a lot of information from just looking at it. Okay, so first we look, and then we're supposed to listen, but it's a machine, what are we listening for? actually actually that's a very good demonstration of what you're going to be listening for if you put on your stethoscope and that's the noise you hear go ahead drew exactly what you want to hear now if you don't hear that noise you've definitely found your problem if you're not hearing that machine-like noise then the entire system might be down and maybe that is why your patient ended up in your resuscitation bay so L, we talked about look and listen. V, what does V stand for again? So V is really going to be the meat of this acronym. It stands for ventricles. 
and there are a lot of ways to investigate your ventricles. But my personal favorite way to investigate the ventricles is going to be with your point-of-care ultrasound. Drew, you know how to use that? Uh, yeah, I think so. So what view do you typically like? Do you do parasternal long, the apical four? Yeah, so getting a view of the all four chambers is going to be quite difficult in an LVAD patient because there is the obstruction of the device itself. But if you do practice and you do have some skill, you should be able to get an apical four chamber. And here we're going to be able to compare our RV and our LV. And so essentially, when you look at your apical four view, and if you see your RV is dilated when compared to your LV, you have to think about pulmonary embolism in your LVAD patients, because this means that there's likely something obstructing the RV from moving blood forward, and that is most likely going to be a pulmonary embolism. If you're looking at the ratio between the RV and the LV, and you see a big dilated LV, which you might already see in somebody who is in left heart failure, but if you see a really big one, that may mean that something is blocking the LV from pumping blood forward, and that could be a pump thrombus in these patients, which both of those would need anticoagulation. So if you're looking at your RV to LV ratio and you see two underfilled chambers, you have to think about hypovolemia, which in LVAD patients could be a deadly event because it can lead to a suction event where that LV wall, particularly the septal wall, gets sucked into the LV outlet chamber and can cause a suction event where there is no blood moving forward. And to treat this, these patients need fluids and fluids fast. Okay, so... All of those sound bad. Considering the patient's already anticoagulated, it would be really bad if they had a thrombus. What else? I mean, these patients have a history likely of ischemic cardiomyopathy. Could they still have a heart attack or some other, you know, MI? Yeah, so the other portion of the V with the ventricles, besides just looking at ventricular size on ultrasound, is going to be looking at what the ventricles are doing on the rhythm strip in front of you. These patients are exactly what Kyle said, prone to ischemia. A lot of times they are in LV heart failure because of prior ischemic events. So we can't miss that STEMI that they might be having on the right side now, or maybe a repeat on the left. And we also can't miss what the ventricles are doing in terms of arrhythmia. These patients are prone to VT, VF, and we may not be able to tell that just by listening to them or with their pulses. So we got to make sure to get a good rhythm strip, and a good EKG on these patients. All right, so we've gone through L, we've gone through V. What is A? So A stands for anticoagulation. Um, like you said, Kyle, and alluded to earlier, these patients are highly anticoagulated. Um, they're on full-dose warfarin, full-dose Coumadin, and full-dose aspirin as well. And their INR goals are really high. So when you see an LVAD patient, think blood everywhere and blood anywhere. They are prone to major GI bleeds. They're prone to spontaneous intracranial hemorrhages. And with trauma, there's going to be blood in any place that you can imagine. Good thing we have that point of care ultrasound for the ventricles. Just slide that on down and let's do a quick fast. Oh, I love your passion for ultrasound, Drew. Well, I do know how to use one. Trauma code one, LVAD. That sounds my my worst nightmare. Yeah, and so it's really hard to decide in these patients whether you're actually going to reverse their anticoagulation. I would really make this a joint decision between the cardiologist taking care of them as well as any trauma surgeons or neurosurgeons involved or the GI physician taking care of the GI bleed. All right, so L, V, A, we have one letter left, D. What is that for? Lastly, the D stands for driveline. 
the connector of the indwelling system to the outside world. Exactly, the outside world that is surrounded with bugs of all kind ready to attack. Almost 50% of our LVAD patients will have an infection within the first year. And most commonly, this is going to occur in their driveline site, and this can lead to severe sepsis. So when you think about their driveline, think about infection, and consider covering it with broad-spectrum antibiotics as well as antifungals in order to make sure your patient is covered for infectious etiologies. Wow. So that actually doesn't sound so scary now. LVAD, four things. Look and listen. V for ventricles. A for anticoagulation. And D for driveline. Good. And then, of course, if you're at a big tertiary center that has a LVAD program, you're probably going to want to get the coordinator on the line as soon as this patient rolls into the ED because they're going to be very helpful in resuscitation of these patients. Yeah, get all hands on deck as soon as you see someone like this coming into your resuscitation bay. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Lopez, for making it a little bit more simple, even though it is still a little bit scary. Thanks, boys, for hanging out with me. Always. For the J. Lee Garvey Innovation Studio at Carolina's Medical Center, I'm Drew Kitchen. I'm Kyle Rodersheimer. And I'm Katie Lupez. Have a good day, everybody. CMC out. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go! Be awesome today. CMC out.